Hey, welcome back to The Prospecting Show. This is episode 25, part four of six, Technology and Healthcare with Dr. Matthew DeMond. As a summary for this episode, new technology exists to make our lives easier. The whole goal here is to improve your soft skills so that you can use the technology with those skills to elevate the ROI and make your life easier while delivering something of great value to your customers. my experience in practice, I saw, um, you know, my short time, I was seeing hundreds and hundreds of patients per week, right? And not, not that's not to say that it's any better or worse, but the problem you get with that kind of volume, in my opinion, with one, one provider is documentation. So you have this, you only have so much time, doesn't matter what it is. And as you see more patients, what in my practice and where I, where I was working, the thing that suffered was documentation. Because at the end of the day, we're not going to say, I'm going to do less to the patient. I'm just going to do probably a little bit less on the documentation side. And maybe that's a personal choice that, that I decided that's the way it was going to be. But with the fixed amount of time, there's only so much documentation that could be done. So where do you see technology actually helping that, right? We have these great EHR system and EMR systems right now. We, they have lots of great macros and lots of technology in them. And, and, and they're actually decent compared to what was available 20 years ago. How is technology actually going to make that process better so that the practitioners can spend more time with the patients? What's going to actually change, like the, the actual change in those systems coming up? What do you think it's going to be? Okay. So first, just something that you said reminded me of a quote by uh, um, Hank uh, Krajenhoff, which is, uh, do as little as necessary, not as much as possible. Right, right. Yes. <laughs> So let's uh, so so like like let's do what's required for our patients, not as much as we possibly can for them. And I think, you know, as we like, that's really the focus of what technology does for us, right? It's not here's technology and let's do as much as we possibly can with it. It's technology is meant to be utilized so that we can do less, but still having the same or better result. Right, right, and, and that that's definitely true. But but how do you? What are those things that can be implemented with technology in, in your mind that could make the result the same but less work for the provider? What kind of things would that look like? Yeah, so um, so like you already mentioned macros, and for right. for those who might not know what a macro is, macros are you know basically like a button that you click that'll pre-populate a sentence. Right, and you know as you develop better macros you know, that's less clicking and ultimately less time that you have to do um, with, you know, things like documentation. There's also, um, there's also other options out there. Like there, there's a, what, what is that? Like do, uh, dictation yep, yep. devices. You can just speak and talk about it. And right. Like a dragon naturally speaking or something like that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. exactly. You know, so, but, but I think to answer your question, what ultimately has to happen is, you know, we just, we need, we need to streamline the process and find out what's ultimately the most important things when it comes to treating our patients. Um, and just in healthcare in general, you know, you know, we'll always obviously need to know what our patient's name is, you know, what, right. what conditions we're treating, um, you know, what, uh, you know, what services we're providing them and the specific quantities of those services. So right. there, so there's inherent like minimal standards and things that need to be there. And I think that as we move forward, 
you know, what, what we will see is some of the fluff, so to speak, being shaved off of it. You know, a lot of, uh, a, a lot of documentation, um, you know, that, that I've seen looks bad because it maybe is just bullet points of here's the highlights, but it's not necessarily bad because it's still minimal. It's just right. not good or great because it, it's not in a narrative format or right, right. It, it doesn't, it doesn't meet our personal needs of, you know, telling a nice story of that patient, you know, kind of with that compassion and empathy piece, you know, do, right. and do, the syntax do, is really that. important too, right. The way that you kind of format and that that's interesting because one of our um, companies that, that we started me and uh, my partner, Keith, we, we basically started this company called syntax and it actually started with that exact idea was that you could write a note with, whatever's in it, if you took the last paragraph and put it first and the second paragraph and put it third, you'd have a totally different story. Mm -hmm. And so our whole business is based around, you know, how do we tell that story properly so that people can understand this happened, then this happened, then this happened, right? And, and to flip that into where, where I think it's going to go, one of the biggest up and coming technologies right now is voice. Mm -hmm. And with Alexa and, oh, she's probably gonna start talking to us here, but <laughs> um, you know, she, there's so many great opportunities to use voice and video that I think you're gonna see in practice is two major things long-term. One, patient intakes are gonna be recorded and encrypted, both on the video and the audio side. And ultimately the data is gonna be using that new technology of voice recognition to help make less work for the doctors, but also have better trackability of the patients. And the reason I say that is because when you read a note of something another provider did, I don't care how good the note is or how good of a clinician you are, you have no idea really what they did. You can see, yeah, we adjusted this or we adjusted that or we did this rehab exercise or we did this modality, but you don't really know what happened. All you can do is read it, right? And at the end of the day, the people who are in the insurance companies who are reading a lot of these notes and determining care and, and all that don't even have the um, aptitude in the clinical setting for that service. So you don't have a chiropractor reading chiropractic notes for the most part in insurance companies. So my problem with that is if you write down notes and someone's interpreting who doesn't really understand what you did and then is reimbursing based on that, that's where the problem actually comes in. So I think in technology, I think voice and video are going to be, are, are going to be big up and coming. What do you think about that? I, I think it's, a, I think it's a, solid idea you know um yeah <laughs> I, I mean honestly beyond the beyond the dictation you know elements i've never really you know considered uh you, you know the different kinds of technologies much like the alexas and such are uh, as it could become more commonplace in healthcare you know there is um you know, there has been a little bit of a push for like telemedicine. Yes. And, you know, we are starting to see some of this, some of these things remotely and for certain conditions. Um, you know, you almost want to say like, well, why not? You know, there's right. you know, doctors are utilizing video systems and right. you know, there, there are, you know, online phone conversations happening for, you know, diagnostic and treatment purposes. So right. yeah. What, what is that next evolution look like and where does it go? I, absolutely. Why not? Right. And I think that that's where, where people are, under leveraging some of the opportunities that exist, right? We have these great social platforms, Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn. And, and if someone looked at that today, they, they kind of take it for granted because they don't understand how complex that concept really was, right? Until you look back and say, well, in, 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 on the dot-com bubble, 
that was, we're just happy to send an email to somebody who was at, in a different location, right? Now we're taking these systems and having such complex enterprise kind of packages that I think healthcare is going to be totally different in, in 10 to 15 years if we can demonstrate that it helps the provider, the patient, and the insurance company. Because at the end of the day, it's always this juggling of, of those three things, right? How does it help the patient? Does it save them money or save them time? How does it help the provider? And ultimately, does it cost the insurance company less to deliver more? Kind of what you're talking about, right? So do you think that insurance companies will ever get involved with the educational process of providers long-term? Do you think they will start being more integrated with that? Yeah, I, honestly, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, that's, just not, that's just not what I think their, their priority is. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> no, okay. Where, where, do you, where do you see the insurance companies moving towards? Do you, do you see any difference in their models long-term? So I would say one of the, one of the current trends that a lot of people t tend to bring to the table about insurance company is moving like this fee for service model mm -hmm. and moving, moving more for this um, kind of like bundled services where a, right. a person presents with an issue and you know, you get reimbursed appropriately just based more on that issue and what needs to happen with it rather than for the different fees and uh, fees for the different services that you provide. Right. So, so as, as you know, in a chiropractic office, you know, everything that we do tends to be itemized. Yes, um, very much we, so. Oh, we did an adjustment and there's a, here's some taping and here's some exercise and here's uh, some passive modalities like STEM, ultrasound, laser. Um, oh, we did this education. Oh, there's this consulting code because we talked about MRI findings. Right. And the list goes on and on. And then, and then we submit you know, this long chain of numbers to an insurance provider who looks at it and says, Oh, you're a chiropractor. Thanks, but no thanks. Right. Right. <laughs> we're we're going to deny everything because you know, that like for whatever reason they have in the background is saying like, yep, we're just not going to reimburse it. Right. But then, but then you go like, but I did all this stuff because it was necessary as part of their care. And my patient is getting better in, in three visits and you know, like out like, you know, physician a gets their patient, resolved in three visits where physician B would get that same patient resolved in 30. Right. Now, when you do a fee for service model and you're, and you're reimbursing practitioners based on the services that they provide and the number of times they provide it, you're almost incentivizing people to be bad doctors. You know, yeah. the yeah, more absolutely. often you come and see me, the more money I make and the more services I have to provide you, the more money I make, you know, yeah. boy, wouldn't it be a novel idea if we could actually give our patients the care that they not only deserve, but certainly that's what they needed. Yeah. Again, yeah. do as little as necessary, not as much as possible. <laughs> right. And you know, and if you, if, if, and when you do it in a right way, they actually get better in three visits, you know, yeah. now, should, should, should the practitioner not be appropriately compensated for, you know, being able to get them out of the medical system faster than the one who ended up having them around for, you know, six months. Yeah. I, I think so. And so yeah. I think right now the landscape is insurance companies are looking for meaningful ways in which to look at that attribute and then reimburse people in, in an appropriate manner.